like no money. <laughs> no problems. Lots of problems. <laughs> we are back. Welcome to a new year. Happy new, 2020. A new decade. Oh my God, it is a new decade. It's been 20 fucking years since the year 2000. Uh, this this is uh, three decades, four decades old. What? This this magazine. What? 97. Do you know how to count? 90s, 2000s, 2010, 2020. It's not, it's not, it's four decades. It's been, it's existed it in four different decades. It has not been 40 years since 1997. Not 40 years. It's existed in four decades. Um, that doesn't make sense, but anyways. Oh, uh, yeah, it does. 90, <laughs> 2000, 210, 220. Okay. I like your math skills. Uh, in case this is your first rodeo, like James's math skills, we are your favorite podcast. Where every episode, we flip through an old teen magazine and take the quizzes, read the embarrassing moments, and discuss what the fuck was going on at that time. Today, we've got a brand new or old issue of YM uh, from October '97, featuring rock star of Bush, not nanny fucking. Gavin Rosdale. <laughs> I just realized that October 97 was... Uh, that's Bush X, sorry. Yeah. In Canada. <laughs> in they Canada. were Bush X. Oh, they were? Yeah. yeah. Why? Uh, there was Legal a band rights. already by the name of Bush. I'm in... shocked you didn't know that. It's I Bush didn't. X. Well, this was the year that I moved to Canada, so it was the worst fucking year of my life. Like, uh. the worst year in the worst <laughs> month. My parents moved me to this bumfuck town from where I grew up, and it sucked. Being a teen sucked. But we're going to get to that. This sucks more than anything that has ever sucked before. You and Gavin Rossi had very different 1997. <laughs> Speaking of rock, I've been enjoying my break from school and G-Bags. Um, so I've been doing a lot of bead work, as you know. Bees? Beads. Beads. And yesterday I was listening. I clicked on one of those made for you Spotify playlists and I was like rocking out to it. I'm like, this is pretty good. And I realized like an hour in, it was a Christian rock fucking oh, playlist. And I was like, how did this get recommended to me? I don't know what kind of data they have. Did on you me. enjoy it though? Were you, I, I kind of did. And then okay. I was like, well, was it, the- were you listening for like indie, like bullshit? Yeah. Some Pedro the Lion, some Yuffian Stevens. <laughs> Anyways, I don't know why it was recommending it to me, but you know, it wasn't too bad. So this magazine is 23 years old. Which is crazy. Ugh. And I remember wanting to make out with Gavin Rosdale at this time, which is kind of oh, creepy because I was 10. I yeah. could fuck this magazine. <laughs> My uh, friends might not approve. Them. They'd be awkward, but kind of jealous. <laughs> They'd go home to their wives and be like, oh, can you believe James dating a 23-year-old magazine? I would never do that. That, that. They're so immature. Like, what would we have to talk about? Meanwhile, I'm having hot, hot sex with my 23-year-old magazine. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, we're going to talk about the trauma of hearing your parents banging, bullshit diet culture, potentially pubes, lost tampons, and other embarrassing moments, along with a very special bimbo quiz given to a very <laughs> special bimbo, bimbo. <laughs> who joins us at the table today. Woo-woo! Uh, my yeah. name's Andrea Johns. And our guest name is... And our guest is... Oh, Jen Staccato. That's me. That's my cue. <laughs> I really thought you didn't know her name. Yeah, me too. I was like, why are you looking at that glass? Is my name in there? <laughs> Is it was it the pronunciation you're you're no, concerned? No, I was oh, just okay. gonna let you introduce. Yourself. Oh, okay, thank you, thank you. Because you'd be surprised how many times people fuck that up, and it's three syllables. Can I swear, by the way? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Okay, okay, no problem. Fuck yeah, it's go gonna happen. It's gonna we're happen. like the number one podcast with violent language. Excellent. Nobody likes. <laughs> yeah, that was actually a review that some bitch wrote us. Wow, it's a violent podcast. She wrote <laughs> violent language. What a violent fucking language. loser. We don't want your boomer. goddamn yeah. yeah. What a loser. <laughs> 
I don't know if we ever heard violent language. Maybe I swear my mom wrote that review. I, <laughs> I was going to say it was probably my mom. <laughs> Is there anything we should know about you, Jen? Yeah, what do you do? What do I do? Well, I'm a comedian. I'm a stand-up comedian. Um, I am also a co-owner of a dog walking company. Holler, holler if you need your dog walked, we will walk you. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Right? It's the best name ever. Right? Yeah. Uh, and that's it, man. I have a good life. Life is good. Born and raised in Toronto. Live here still. And uh, happy to be here, man. You awesome. get to be around dogs all the time. It's fucking oh, it's awesome. It's the best. Yeah. It's the best. I want that job. They're always happy to see you. They're always pumped. They're like, it's that lady again. <laughs> <laughs> I like, le- I, w- I left my dog to go to work the other day and I forgot my like access pass and I have to set her up and then leave and never come back until like oh, yeah. the end of yeah, the day. The routine. And so I left her for like 30 seconds and I'm like, shit, well, she's probably still fucking eating. So I like <laughs> snuck back into Mm-mm. my apartment. It was like I'd been gone and coming back to war like it was insane <laughs> i forgot my dog outside one time when i went to work <laughs> oh my god i'd be one of those parents that leaves their kid in the hot car like <laughs> I, I went to work and i was like fuck i didn't let angel back inside and how many children did your pit bull kill during this time <laughs> she was a good pit bull she was good. hey my name is james holler aka Marilyn mansplain and i'd like to welcome any <laughs> listeners who are here because of an interview they read about us in the news, uh, what year is it where you are? <laughs> what decade? <laughs> is there still an environment? We have, like, we have like three interviews in the pipeline. They haven't come out yet, I like know. from like a million years ago. Uh, for any of our, you know, I'm going to tell my story right now. For any of our listeners, stop pretending to be journalists just as an excuse to talk to me, Dad. <laughs> Putting on funny voices so you can talk to me on the phone. Pretending he works at Flair. Yeah. <laughs> Huffington Post. We're calling you all out. If this episode comes out before those articles come out, they deserve it. <laughs> still write about us though. Hey, my name is Dee, and I'm so happy to be back with this pack of weirdos after a much-needed break. I'd like to start off the new year with something a little special. I could have included it as a personal embarrassing moment, but I feel it fits better into the intro, and I just need to get it off my chest. (laughs) Um, Over the past holiday season, I had a traumatic experience that has led me to a moment where I feel like I need to step into the light and own my own truth and hopefully make everyone feel a little less alone because this moment is coming for all of you. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. And if I can make this moment a little less horrifying by owning up to my own experience, I feel like I'm only putting good out into the world world also i actually owe james an apology so i'm killing two birds with one stone here <laughs> what has he done no one's apologized to me in years <laughs> <laughs> this is our 51st episode so this apology is 50 episodes in the making <laughs> if you if you jump back in a time machine and go back to our very first episode please don't <laughs> <laughs> our very first embarrassing moment segment which i think i led um there was a bit where i made fun of james for something when he was a teen and i'm here to apologize because I know his pain. So James, I apologize for making fun of you for shitting your pants. <laughs> oh, I, did you shit in some woods? That's immediately what came to mind. I did not. I shit my pants in my fucking apartment hallway. <laughs> At least you were close to your house. Oh, it was not good. Jesus. Was it one of those was it one of those uh I had a I think I have to fart, but then it wasn't. No, no. I think it's like your poop's like a dog. It can sense when you're near your apartment. Also, uh, yeah. That is true. No, no, no. Jen, so, can, you, can you attest to this? I've definitely had a Hershey's kiss or two in my life. Definitely. Uh, not proud of it, but we're all human. Well, and I was if, referring to the dog, but. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> I mean, I'm a professional. So I was, it was 
December, so it was like holiday lunches at work and stuff like that. So I went, I think I was out at eating ramen with a couple of friends. I don't know what the fuck was in that broth, but it fucked with me on like a cellular level. <laughs> and so I thought I had like gotten a little bit better. It was fine. And then I started my walk home, which was about half an hour. And about oh, a long three time. minutes, no, 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 about three minutes around the corner from my apartment, I start to like hear a gurgle and like feel it. I was like, oh, that's going to be something I'm going to need to pay attention to in about six minutes. But thank God I'm almost in my apartment. And then I get to my front lobby. I press the elevator button. It starts coming down from like the seventh floor. You're like hopping from foot to foot. She's no, like, I had it. No, no, no. She I can't was quite still... make it. She's passing doors, like looking for some place to go. But it's like methadone clinic, methadone <laughs> clinic. <laughs> no, no, Sketchy no. Sketchy bar, <laughs> Burger but King. No, I got... <laughs> There's like a Gabby's on the corner that like is. I'm very afraid to go into. But um, so I get to like the lobby, press the elevator button. It starts coming down, and then all of a sudden, much like that elevator, I felt my stomach take a rapid descent into hell. <laughs> And I was like, this is going to be horrifying. I And so, like, you know when your whole body just, like, clenches, seizes mm-hmm. just seizes up because it just wants to hold everything inside of you? That's what happened. So because that happened, you can't walk properly, no. so everything was a shuffle. Oh, no. So I shuffled into the elevator. For some strange reason, people got on after me and had to stop at, like, four <laughs> different floors. So I get to my floor, shuffle, shuffle, shuffle down the hallway, get my keys out. Drop my fucking keys. No, this All is like, like a horror movie. Oh You're God. like, get in there. Literally, I said out loud, I dropped my keys and I was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like sitting there staring at my keys. I'm like, if I bend over, it's all over <laughs> to get these keys. And I'm like, well, I either bend over, grab the keys and like book it to my bathroom or I just stay here and let whatever happen, happen. So I was just like, well, fuck, I got to get my keys. I got to get in the door. My dog was going apeshit on the other side of the door because I had my... (laughs) It is like a horror movie. You like trip over Joni. Oh, man. Oh, it was horrible. (laughs) So I like leaned over to pick up my keys and like I can now literally tell you what it feels like when your asshole just gives up. (laughs) It just gave up. And I was like, this is horrifying. Story of my life, bro. So, like, five minutes later, I threw out my entire outfit that I was wearing. <laughs> Even I your threw- shirt? Holy shit. <laughs> I threw out... No, because you know why? You can never put yeah, that outfit on and have it be like, oh, what right. am I going to wear today? This outfit that I shit myself in? <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that. So I tossed my outfit. I tossed my bathroom rug. <laughs> wow. The rug went out. Everything I was wearing went out. My will to live went out. Like, it was horrible. <laughs> so, anyway... I, I tell all of you this just to like humanize it a little bit so that it's not just things that you read about in our, in these magazines because like everybody is going to fucking have this moment and I just want you to know you're not alone. So. Uh, you're apologizing to me. That didn't happen to me. I shit into my pants. <laughs> you shit your pants, I, dude. No, I was in a sparse thing of woods. I pulled my pants down <laughs> and I pooped, but I didn't have the clearance, so I went ah. into it. So I haven't shit my pants. Different I'm sorry story. To say. Okay, fine. You know what? If we're I shit if we're into sp- my pants. Fine. Okay. If we're splitting the atom here, you didn't <laughs> fucking shit. Shitting your pants. the atom. <laughs> Diarrhea. Diarrhea. <laughs> All right. It's time for This Month in History. If you're new to the show, this is when I tell you what was going on for context in the month of the magazine, which is October 1997. Now, keep in mind, I wrote this last decade, so I don't remember a lot of it. <laughs> and I was probably drunk. So you guys go on this journey with me because I don't know what any of this means. 
On October 1, Spice Hot premieres on cable. Is that a porn channel? I think it was the Playboy channel that came out on cable. But it wasn't just Spice. It was Spice Hot. Muy caliente. (laughs) Uh, October 4th, the second largest cash robbery in U.S. history occurs at the Charlotte, North Carolina office of Loomis Fargo and Company. What? $17.3 million in cash taken. I don't know. I didn't do more research. I thought you said cast robbery. I'm like, what are you talking about? On October 11th, Dennis Rodman returns from the second longest NBA suspension for kicking a photographer in the groin. The guy got $200,000. What? I'm going to fucking... He was like a sideline reporter who like, he stumbled over because they keep having these fucking sideline photographers like right next to the game where players can like sprain their ankles. And uh, he got frustrated and kicked him in the balls oh, by like a seven, six foot eight relate. guy just winding up. That's two hundred thousand dollars right there. Would you take that for two hundred thousand dollars? I don't know. I don't know what it's like to get kicked in the balls. But if it's okay, let's like just say it's a vagina on a bike bar. Let's say he kicks you in the, the vagina. Two hundred thousand dollars. He gets a wind up. Dennis Rodman six eight <laughs> winds up and just pow. Dude, two hundred thousand dollars with inflation is a lot of money. Yeah. So you're saying you're gonna get some inflation? I that's for sure. Kick me in the cunt for two hundred thousand Ex- dollars. That's exactly Dennis Rodman. I mean, that foot's that's like landing on a pummel horse. You know? <laughs> I, mean, you know I think that's one of his fetishes. There's nothing that I'm planning on doing with this thing that's worth two hundred thousand dollars. I would absolutely <laughs> let Dennis Rodman kick me in the cunt for two hundred. You have to do like it for a, free. You have to like a doctor with some forceps to pile with a Jordan size fourteen. <laughs> On October 22nd, I have no idea what this means. Larry Flint sells Hustler in a non-zoned area of Cincinnati. <laughs> non-zoned? <laughs> what, what were you drinking oh, when he you must came have, up with this? He probably sold the building. I Googled this and nothing came up. And this was in This Month in History when I looked up notable events. Mm. I think he might have, like, they might have banned it. And he went well, and sold a, a copies. Flint, you know, the movie with Courtney Love? Yeah. Great movie. Great acting. Woody in, in it, mm-hmm. too. Do you this, think Woody Harrelson's hot? Sometimes. He no. fucked someone we knew. I don't knew. think so either. <laughs> he had sex with someone we knew. I don't like. Yeah. I don't, Sometimes I, think I would fuck him. I watched uh, Three Billboards Outside Missouri recently, and like in some angles, I'm like, mm. Yeah. Other ones, I'm like, Ooh. I would fuck him in Zombieland. Mm, for He's sure. kind of like, com- he seems competent and kind of like nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you fuck Woody? Well, his name's Woody. But he's really stupid. He looks Woody like Harrelson. Oh my god, you guys are so fucking young. Cheers. Oh, Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, he looks, forget it. He looks like he would choke me if I asked him. <laughs> Ooh, All right, now we have a game. A fun game. game. This game is the worst game. <laughs> Did this happen in October 1997 or October 1887? <laughs> I mean, and here's the fun twist of this game. I don't know the answers because I don't remember. <laughs> So we'll all have to figure this out together. Hope this goes fast. Uh, October 22nd, Compaq testifies Microsoft threatened to break Windows 95 agreement if they showed a Netscape icon. Okay, 1995. Did that happen? Was that Windows 1895? (laughs) Was that a literal window from 18? (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's, we're going to say that's uh, 1997. On October 1st, Balochistan is conquered by the British Empire. <laughs> 1997. You wouldn't be surprised. They didn't hand over Hong Kong until like 1998, right? Or oh, that was 97, 97, eh? Yeah. Or 96 or 97. Yeah. Hey. All right. October 9th. Nobel Prize for Literature award to Italian playwright Dario Fo. 
Don't look. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cheating. 1897 or 1997? 1897. <laughs> the will of Swedish chemist, engineer, and industrialist Alfred Nobel established the five Nobel Prizes in 1895. Ooh. That happened in 1997. Oh. All right. November 13th. Bloody Sunday clashes in central London. 97. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody Sunday took place in London on 13th November, 1887. Damn. They protested about unemployment and coercion in Ireland, which I think was being forced during the army. Is that like a horrible Irish person? Sunday Bloody Sunday? No, that was was from like the 80s. Yeah, Yeah. but no, the song didn't come out in 80s. I think there were different Sunday Bloody Sundays. There there were many Bloody Sundays. The one that they were singing about was very recent. Yeah, Yeah, Bloody Sunday happened. It was like when they planned. The Troubles. Yeah, the the, uh, Irish Catholics planned a protest through the streets of uh, Belfast, and then the police came down. I'm obsessed with like the Troubles and Irish. That era of Irish history is so interesting to me. For our listeners that are still listening, <laughs> are you there? October 23rd, the Dow Jones dropped 1886 and 88 points. Uh, 97? The answer is I don't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> In film, on October 25th, Chris Farley guest hosts Saturday Night Live in what would turn out to be his final television appearance Aww. before his death in December 97. Oh. Loved Chris Farley. Me too. Although uh, you just gave the answer. A lot of the no, this isn't the game anymore. I've done the game. Fuck that game. The game was terrible. One of the worst games. Oh, Chris Farley. I loved him. Uh, But the hockey jocks in my school like took over like all the Chris Farley, all the Billy Madison stuff. These hack comedians would go in class and just like recite lines from Billy Madison or like Tommy Boy. It was so fucking irritating. South Park too. Oh, Oh, and also Chris Farley's secret conservative. What? Get out of here. Glad he's dead. He like dressed up as Newt Gingrich and like met with Republican people. He was like a secret Republican. It wasn't. I'm glad he's dead. It wasn't wasn't like in jest or like to fuck up from the inside. I think he was a secret In movies, Boogie Nights came out. Mark Wahlberg's dick, a.k.a. I know what you did last summer. That wasn't his real dick. Yes, it was. That was a CGI dick. (laughs) (laughs) Jennifer Love Hewitt's boobs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know what you did last summer. And uh, Bean. Mr. Bean movie. Mr. Bean. Mr. Bean. Would you fuck Mr. Bean? (sighs) Rowan Atkinson? Yeah. I'd give him a shot. (laughs) (laughs) My uh, They don't call him Mr. Bean for nothing. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) My mom would call him Mr. Green Bean. (laughs) In music uh, albums, the Brian Jones Sound Massacre released Give It Back. Green Day released Nimrod. Mm -hmm. Everclear released So Much for the Aftergrow. Jan Jackson released The Velvet Rope. Jagged what was edge. that? Remember? Yeah. Can you... Jagged Edge released the Velvet Rope. You should Jagged Edge released the Velvet Rope. That's how fast you can. And Cold And Maze released Harlem World. And that's it for this month in history. Let's put this thing to fucking bed. This is the way we go to sleep. Oh, I screen all my phone calls. I don't even answer any phone calls no matter what. Me neither. If someone's like dying, they just like text me that shit, dad. You're having a heart attack? <laughs> I loved No Doubt when I was younger. I, me too. Well, we've talked about Gwen Stefani. Well, they, they were such a presentable version of like, it's weird. In 1997, Gwen Stefani and Spice Girls had their like 
pop version of like feminism and girl power. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we had that before that. Like someone like in the mainstream church, I would like feminism, even the rudimentary version. Mm. How do you feel about Gwen Stefani? Listen, I was, I wouldn't say I was a tomboy when I was younger, mm-hmm. but I, I was like opposed to female singers. Mm. To me, Sarah McLaughlin, Gwen Stefani, they were all the same to me. I don't know. They were, they were like soft. It was weird. I yeah. was like a self-hating woman yeah. <laughs> when I was younger. So, but I, but I had definitely, there was intrigue. You know, I, I definitely identified her as like a strong front person for a yeah. band. And that was really cool. Um, but I was weird. I had weird ideals about like, oh, if you wear a revealing shirt, you're a slut. Yeah. That's what I yeah. truly believed well, back then. Well, these magazines didn't help either growing up. No, exactly. Like, you know. Well, you know, that's what I was like saying earlier. It's like, I, I would read these magazines, but like, ironically, like, <laughs> look how stupid this is. But then I'd be like, I need to learn about boys. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so I would yeah, read them front to back. You make fun of it and like, and then until you actually like, you make fun of it with all your friends and you actually go home and be like, no, really. Though. Yeah. <laughs> I, got, I, used to, I used to read them and be like, and, and pretend I was interested in like the makeup and the fashion and the boys when really i was interested in that article about how like somebody's mom murdered their dad <laughs> yeah yeah Those yeah the best. or you yeah. take the quizzes to heart you're like I, this is me <laughs> this yeah. identifies oh, me find out oh later. yeah oh yeah see i read these when i was like eight nine years old sneaking to my sister's room yeah and like would just like want to know like oh is this what being a teenager is about mm-hmm. but by the time i was actual teenager i didn't give a shit yeah no yeah. i think i read them until i read like i read 16. the source <laughs> <laughs> what is that it's Music. a rap magazine oh. yeah I thought I was thinking of the like the electronics. And in my preteens, <laughs> I read Hit Parader for just the. Oh, just, yeah. That was the worst uh, magazine for like. It was like basically. It, had great posters. it was, yeah. It yeah. was basically like Teen Bop or like something for, for like metal. Who like metal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I posted uh, something the other day asking if teens still decorate their bedroom walls with posters. Because like, where do they get them from? They don't have magazines anymore. And a bunch of teens said they do. So I guess they huh. print them. And some mm. assholes were like, I bought some bops online to tear them apart and put them on a wall, ironically or something, because we're they like, don't we have need those And it's like, yeah, that's the thing. Like, we need to preserve these magazines. There's no archives online, and so many women cared about them so much. And so many people with their shitty collage art, <laughs> go fuck yourselves with your collage art. <laughs> You're tearing me apart. What? Do you remember the like Sunrise and HMV when they had like the flip book like posters? Yeah, yeah those big ones. That, they like, still have uh, them at Walmart. It's yeah. all Kore- it's all K-pop now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I used to hit up a couple stores on like Young Street that had those. Yeah. Uh, the black, black lights, like take me to your dealer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> those headshots. And then you'd go down. You'd go to the arcade that always smelled like pee. Yeah, <laughs> I had one of like Gwen Stefani from the Spiderwebs video though, like a big poster. Mm. Nice. Yeah, going going back to your it. original question. So yeah, so Gwen Stefani. I do remember she had those wicked ass plaid pants yeah. uh, with the zippers and all that shit. And like as a young like punk rocker, I was so jealous of those. And then she had, they did an intimate and interactive on Much Music, which we all watched 18, 18 times, right? Uh, you got to explain to our American listeners what oh, Much Music, oh, music yes. is. MTV, so. Much Music was MTV, but actually played music. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Much Music was the shit. Now it's garbage. Intimate and interactive was kind of like TRL. Oh, it was so much better though. They'd have an artist... And they would, it was kind of like, I guess, uh, MTV Unplugged, but yeah. with an interview section, and they weren't unplugged, so it's nothing like that. And they MTV had huge Unplugged. artists, like Backstreet Boys. Huge. And yeah. Yeah. Huge. yeah, so live, live performance 
peppered with Q&A from the host as well as the audience. The live audience was great. They were fantastic. They, they've spilled out onto the streets sometimes. Yeah. Were they these losers? <laughs> <laughs> like the losers who stood outside for Electric You're Circus? Yeah. From like, they hold signs that say, I skipped prom to be here. From like Hoser Town. It's like, you're not getting in. Yeah. There's all these like, there's all these like really cool gay and like progressive people inside like dancing to techno. Oh, you're talking about Electric yeah. Circus. They're like Hoser Town outside. It's like, I love... It was Dance weird. Music. It was a fucking weird time. There were like two stations, Hot 103.5 and Energy 108, that was totally dedicated to uh, techno. Who was your favorite VJ? Sookin. Sookin Lee. She's the coolest. Well, yeah. 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 I think, I, well, I only, I moved here in 97, so I missed all of the like early much music stuff. So it would have been around I liked, that era. I liked Sookin. Master T, I want to Master say. Master T, oh, yeah. he, was, he was a nice... Shout out to Tony, He Master was a nice T. man. I yeah. liked yeah. Uh, Ed the Sock, obviously. Yeah. was a big, huge... I, I, I thought he was great. Yeah, I, I loved too. Letterman, and I loved Ed the Sock. Like, they were like... <laughs> he was like the Your Canadian version, not <gasps> like... At the time, we had Mike Bullard on Late Night. Oh, yeah, I remember yeah. that. Who was like the most milk toast, like, man. Mike Bullard was the only Canadian talk show, late night talk show host. Can you believe that? You used to be able to to just go so well as a mediocre white man Ugh. in this country. Yeah. yeah. Used to. I missed yeah. the train <laughs> of being like a mediocre white man. I guess if I was from like Calgary, I could have a show about a corner gas station but not be funny. <laughs> Shots fired, Brett Butt. <laughs> I, I used to love that one time a year where like Weird Al would take over oh, and yeah! like, do a bunch of videos. Weird Al Yankovic. Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah. yeah. I used to fucking love it. Weird Al is the weirdest not Canadian. Yeah. He seems like he should be Canadian <laughs> in so many ways. I fully, until you said this, thought he was Canadian. No. <laughs> Me too. I totally thought he was. Would you fuck Weird Al? Yes. Immediately. <laughs> Jen keeps like, no. I'm like, I'm like Jen's considering three it. Three. Weird Al in what? Uh, Weird Al's the Amish person? Or no. I thought Weird Al is Kurt Cobain in like, yeah. Smells Like Teen. Yeah. What was that song called? Smells Like. No, no. Smells, oh, fuck. Uh, I don't know. I don't know the name of his parody song. Smells like, oh, God, was it off his food album? Um, oh, which one? Yeah. <laughs> uh, when Kurt Cobain, uh, what, he called Kurt Cobain for the rights, he, Kurt Cobain said, it's not going to be about food, is it? Like, all, like, annoyed. <laughs> Maybe Because uh, uh, Weird Al was, like, on, like, a losing streak. It smells like Nirvana. Right. Yeah. Uh, okay. He was on a huge losing streak before that song. Like, he yeah. was famous in the 80s, and he was doing nothing. And he said, "Like I'm gonna." Do, that song brought him back up into prominence. And he's yeah. like, "No, it's gonna be about how people can't understand what you said." And yeah, the only thing I associate with Weird Al Yankovic is carbon monoxide poisoning because that's how his parents died, and now I'm paranoid. I have a carbon monoxide detector. Oh, I was enjoying myself before you <laughs> mentioned the death of his both his parents. Well, I'm just saying, get your carbon monoxide detector yes. checked, okay? Check your batteries. Do you guys remember the VJ, the Much Music VJ? He was like a sleepy looking guy. I that was my other <laughs> yeah. favorite. Well, he had like big hair, big, big tussled hair. Yeah. What was his name? Sleepy looking guy. I don't remember his name. Anyway, DJ Big No, Sleep. no. Rick the Temp had perfect eyebrows plucked. Uh, <laughs> I hated Rick. He also, had, he also had a really bad tan. Last, yeah. uh, we were we did this 90s nostalgia fest uh, in teen bedroom installation last summer where Aqua and all them played and Rick the Temp tried to stage dive and everybody moved. Ah! <laughs> my face, my face, my beautiful face. Aww. He works on E-Television. Yes, he yeah. does. Where yes. if you ever make any money in the Canadian media industry, you That's guys can just up. fail for, like just like go in like our mediocre forever. Yeah. yeah. Was it George? 
Strombo? No, no, it wasn't Strombo. He wasn't, wasn't sleeping. No, I remember oh. the guy. Bra- he- Brandon Howell? No. I thought his name was Brandon. Brandon. It's definitely Brandon. I thought Brandon. his name was Brandon. Who gives Bradford a shit? Bradford Howell. Bradford Howell. He does look go. sleepy. Very what's sleepy. he up to now? What's what's the how up to? While you're while you're looking up to uh, for what he's up to now, he uh, he interviewed Mel B from the Spice Girls. She came out with her own project, whatever. This is like after the Spice Girls heyday. And uh, it was the worst matchup of a VJ and an artist ever. <laughs> oh, no. Because he was like a very sleepy, he's like, like stonery. Junior yeah, man. Like, and he's like, he's like there for alternative. Music. Yeah. Was yeah. everyone else calling sick that day? Must have been. Must have been. So then uh, she's talking about how, it, you know, she, he's like, so you have a new album. How's that going? She's like, oh, yeah, you know, we played it for some test audiences. They really liked it. And he's like, did they uh, really eat it up? Oh, <laughs> and and no. she, the look she gives him is like, uh I don't want to so be awkward. here anymore. It's <laughs> <laughs> <Poor laughs> the <Mel>. best. <laughs> Andrew, look it up. What's Brandon Howell Brad up to now? Yeah. His Wikipedia has not been updated since 2006. Ooh, <laughs> can we get Brandon Howell on the show? <laughs> he lives in Winnipeg. Sure. Brandon, uh, oh. fuck. Why? I don't know. That's a downgrade. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Winnipeg seems like if it was for the winters, that'd be the one acceptable city I'd live in in Canada. Really? By the way, big Canada content for our American listeners. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you're getting Canada schooled right Hopefully now. have some weird fetish Two, on uh, two fun Thank facts. you for showing up on this beautiful day, by the way. I know you want to be cartwheeling in a park. <laughs> <laughs> it's very snowy in Toronto right now. Yep. Uh, two fun facts about Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. N- stabbing capital <laughs> of Canada. Also, slurpy capital of either the world or North America. I don't know what that means. 7-Eleven slurpy capital of they North America. They sell tons of the slurpies? The most slurpees are sold oh, in shit. fucking Winnipeg. It's so fucking cool. I'm moving yeah. there. Put that on your tourist there, board. There you go. Is there a correlation between stabbings and slurpees? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And diabetes. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> well, we have the best part of the magazine. Can we go back into the magazine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, people want... More Bradford Howe. <laughs> Demand it. This is a say anything section. Your yeah. most embarrassing freaking moments. Like these shit chart. Yeah. <laughs> it was Charts. definitely a chart. Uh, okay, so say anything. Your most humiliating experiences. What I do remember about these is I, I enjoyed the the words like I was totally mortified. Yeah. I'm like, Who th- nobody talks like that. <laughs> this is a four star humiliation. Okay, four star. Just as a reminder, is ultimate supremo humiliation, yeah. which is basically what it this is. This is a scientifically calibrated, scientifically yes. meter of absolutely mortifying. Okay, my BF and I went to an amusement park that had these 15 foot cliffs you can jump from into a big pool. Would not happen. In 2020 <laughs> uh, in Can- health and safety. You used to be able to jump off the cliff in uh, Canada's Wonderland. Yeah. I feel no like that's way. true, or maybe I'm making that up. <laughs> I feel like you had a wonderful dream once. Um, <laughs> we held hands as we jumped. I had my period, and as soon as we splash landed, I felt my tampon <laughs> shoot up inside me. <laughs> like a rocket? Ooh, oh my God. inside me. My guy saw the look on my face as we surfaced, and he asked, what's wrong? I was so embarrassed that I had... That I just got out and ran to the bathroom where I realized the tampon was lost inside me. We had to go to the emergency room and get a doctor to extract it. I couldn't look at my boyfriend for days. (laughs) That's a real like, that's a real like, uh, like uh, hunt for red October kind of like (laughs) torpedo situation. (laughs) That happened to me not that long ago. Yeah. No. Yeah. We, uh. Well, you didn't hear the story. Lost for, the string. For our new listeners, yeah, I I was kind of drunk and I had sex, but I told the doctor 
that I was like embarrassed to tell him. With who? (laughs) This guy. I was embarrassed to tell him that. So I was like, uh, oh, I just accidentally put another one up in there when I was sleeping. And he's like, he's like, okay. And And he said, this is unbelievably deep inside (laughs) you. What kind of penis could possibly? Were you sleeping with a horse? It was so embarrassing though. I was so hungover and like he had to like fish around in there and like because he's a male doctor and he's Uh, old and my doctor's very awkward too. Like he's so, he reminds me of like talking to a teenage boy. That's why I don't like talking to him about any like, I switched to female doctor now actually. And she's much more comfortable fishing around in my vagina. (laughs) What do you have up there? But um, yeah, he and then he was like, he like came out. He's like, no, there's nothing up there. I'm like, no, it's fucking up there. Like, look yeah. again. Look yeah. higher. <laughs> was he literally just looking with eyes and fingers? No, yeah, and like a, one of those things. The, Try he had a jeweler's loop tongs, on. Like, tongs. The tong, yeah, the salad tongs. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Anyways, he got it out, but I was like, Ugh. "You texted all of us too, like, or well, like when Lauren was still on, like, uh, oh, I was texting. Don't host. mention that name. <laughs> oh. I was texting you as it happened because yeah. I was like, oh, I don't want to talk. About, I don't want to pretend that I'm here. Mm-hmm. It definitely torpedoed up there. Yeah, that that <laughs> is happen. that is a four star humiliation story for sure. Yeah. Uh, That's I, a four star emergency situation. Yeah, go to a doctor. My biggest fear in the 90s were AIDS and TSS yeah for mm-hmm. sure uh, <laughs> oh, so gross I was not a tampon lady or no. girl for the for this reason I heard about TSS I saw it I didn't I'm sure there was instructions on the box mm-hmm. but as like a young woman I was like I this doesn't make sense to me. There's plastic. <laughs> it's like trying to read an Ikea manual. Do you leave? I still don't know. I've, I haven't tried since, since. So do you not go swimming when you're. Never. No, One no, time, no. get a bottle of red. Just take a night off. It's like, <laughs> you and me, tampon. We're going to figure this out together. You've never been like, you've never been like forgotten your phone when you go to the bathroom and just like been in someone else's room. Like, I guess I'm reading the instructions on how to insert a tampon. I will now. I've done that a thousand <laughs> times. I know so much about tampon and TSS just because it's the one piece of literature that's in everyone's bathroom. Yeah, right. You're checking yeah. off to it. The pictures, the line drawings of the <laughs> it's kind of because I've forgotten that I was that I've forgotten a tampon before That's for like to me. um actually for like three days oh and it's <laughs> and I I turned out fine but um no but how'd the I tampon mean, turn out uh, um no you get warning like you'll you'll realize real quickly that you've forgotten something before it turns into a TSS situation I think how does it feel why what can't happens? you just give birth to a tampon baby <laughs> <Yeah>. well. <laughs> <laughs> is it possible they're both if gonna you're, be bloody if you leave a tampon in there how the fuck do I come back from that dude and then and then and then you have sex and you get pregnant and the tampon gets tangled in there you get like a half tampon half baby <laughs> Oh my god that's like a fucking human centipede movie yeah. but I did I did forget it was in there I got it out. It was very uncomfortable. You, there is a smell. Yeah, um, it's yeah, oh. it's. Mm-hmm. But once you get like, I, I got it out, and then I was Keep so talking. terrified. <laughs> I was so terrified that I still had TSS that I went to my doctor, and he was gonna put me in stirrups. And he's just like, he's like, okay, well, because I'm like, I'm like, oh, I forgot my tampon in, or, or after a few days, he's like, all right, and he like pop me up onto the bed and I was just like well okay if you want to look and he's just like he's like I don't see anything he's like and I'm like well I got it out though and he's like oh you got it out then and, and he was like and I was like that yeah. sounds like a lawsuit Push. And I was like yeah and he, was, and he was just like oh you have nothing to worry about then. Push. So- have your tampon half tampon half baby <laughs> <laughs> oh, push. but yeah anyway it's <sighs> 
You do get warning. I don't signs. know. Do you guys find more comforting? I mean, there's no reason this why, is all a, why I, a male doctor should ever be involved with a woman's Never. vagina. Well, and I guess maybe if you're having a baby, they I don't know why you wouldn't want a woman. At my doctor, they ha- they bring in a nurse. Be like this, nurse. this kind of like old man seen it all before. Be like up up on the stirrups. <laughs> I'm gonna he go. He's actually young. Eyeball this thing. I've been here before. <laughs> I've had, I've had, I've had really good experiences with male doctors. When I was like a kid, no my parents always told me my uncle was a doctor, and it wasn't until I was like 15 that I found out he was a gynecologist, and I was like, ew. ew. <laughs> and I was like, oh. He prefers to think of himself as a pussy master. <laughs> my ew. worst fear would be like you get matched up, and it's like your uncle or something. Hang on, do, does a gynecologist also treat male patients? I no, is that a urologist? Uh, yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, that's like a pee thing. What is? What is it? They dick also doctor? do vasectomies. What's a dick doctor who deals with like dick stuff? I don't a know. urologist sounds like he deals with the pee pipes. Yeah. But <laughs> does he deal with the vas deferens? I don't know. Uh, we should do a pin the tail on the donkey with a male. I like don't remember any of that shit from school. <laughs> it's like, I remember know. some of it. I took a quiz once. I did very well. <laughs> Was it in this magazine? This quiz? <laughs> no, it was like, I think it was BuzzFeed. Uh, but yeah, for all those reasons, I was like, uh, first of all, I want to avoid at all, at, at all cost having a doctor look at my puss. So that's why I was like, I feel Fair like enough. if I bleed on an absorbent pad, I will lessen my chances of losing anything, of getting sick, whatever. So I was a pad girl for the longest time. And then I remember once having a makeout sesh with my first secret boyfriend uh, in his like tree house. <laughs> and then he was like, you know, I don't think he was like going to finger me, but he, you know, his hands were upper thigh, yeah. butt cheek area. And then he like poked <laughs> this pad that was, you know, uh, I don't super know what extra heavy. It was super big. And all the girls are getting off so hard, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, oh, we can relate, man. This is this is the shit you do you with a teenager. You want a boy hesitantly poking your pad? Yeah, and he's like, "What is that?" And I was like, "Uh, uh my underwear." I was like, "I'm wearing a big underwear. I'm wearing a big underwear." And then I was like, "I have gigantic <laughs> puffy vulva." Thank you very much. No, I've like, I mean, I've had period sex before where like if i when i've sl- i've slept with women as like, a teenager though. as a teenager no never yeah. Yeah. guys are so scared of women's vaginas so confused but guys are like, so afraid this of is what happens when you're turned on it activates like a parachute yeah it just gets huge <laughs> it's smooshy. i'm always quite alarmed by what you think happens <laughs> no 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 i'm saying you could tell the guy that because Men are terrified. Young men, adolescents are terrified of women's vaginas. Yeah. So you can just tell them. Young that. men. Yeah. yeah. Stop poking. It's going to bite you. <laughs> <laughs> Only one root beer has bite. Bark's root beer. That bite, it really bites. I need some love like I never needed love before. Song is so good. I love the Spice Girls. I was, I was kind of like you. I was like a uh, tomboy. I was really into like. I remember going to school and my friends were into like boys to men and I liked Aerosmith. Like I was like mm. one of those kids, but I love the cool. Spice Girls. I loved the Spice Girls when they came out and I like, w- it was like a weird thing when you're young and you think that you discover something. So you're like <laughs> jealous when other people find it. And I was yeah. like, no, I discovered the Spice Girls. I mean, Girls that's like much different when you're like discovered like an indie band. <laughs> yeah, I know. They're like the most popular like, I discovered band the Spice on the Girls. planet. Uh, there's the thing in this magazine where it was like uh, Spice Girls released like a girl power guide 
And it's like, oh, yeah. don't write your term She's paper on this. It's uh, in this uh, Are You a Bimbo quiz. Ooh. It says right there. That'd be an amazing oh. thing Official to write a term paper on. Like, but compared to like how the second, third wave of feminism produced oh, yeah. girl power. It says yeah. brainy babe tip. Don't write a term paper on a book like this. Yeah. Uh, it's like, it's a, it's, that'd be an amazing. Be so cool. If you want to write a thesis, if you're out there trying to write a thesis on like feminist studies, get the girl power guide and, and like do like a how did this go with like third wave feminism to this. If I did mm. that right now, it would turn into like a huge paper on how hot I think Ginger Spice is. <laughs> oh yeah, who's your favorite Spice Girl? Ginger for sure. I think I really liked Sporty because I was a tomboy. It's so weird going back. Like I used to be like definitely to Scary Spice and definitely to Ginger Spice and like not baby. Uh, Mel, uh, uh, posh Spice seemed a bit like posh for my taste. Yeah. And now looking back, I'm really into Sporty Spice. I, I couldn't get into baby spice because she literally looked like a baby the whole fucking time she was in that group she was pretty yeah. young when she i think she was the youngest she was like 20 but she really played that up hence yeah. the name but like hence being baby spice and i was just like nah, there has to be a spice girls parody porn me. out there somewhere right oh fully, oh, yeah. fully i'm gonna look sure. it up yo give me something good something really really good i'll give you something good something really really good so- anyways later yeah <laughs> speaking of sex that's driving about, that tampon. That song's about sex, right? Yeah. Okay. It's not about the clocks going it's back that two, I see every year. Two people, nah. going, to, two people <laughs> going to pound town. That's what that song's about. Oh, they're connected because he's inside of a dude's dick. <laughs> Great, Jesus James. Fucking Christ. Late to the party as usual. Or Late when, to your fucking health class. Or when Ginger and Scary Scissor, you know? That's, <laughs> that's when two becomes one. That's what that is. The lowdown on love, Well, it might create a vacuum. And your body. So then they're... Again, I don't understand. Like, it horrifies me when you just say anything about vaginas. Just for a brief second when you go, it could create a brief vacuum and that point two is one. That's uh, what guys actually think. They think yeah. it's a suction cup He's scenario. Look, you know what a vacuum <laughs> is? Like me going like this on the, on the cup briefly creates a vacuum. Okay. So if you're like, if you what get the in fuck, there. dude? A vacuum. So it like sucks. Like, like that creates a vacuum. Not like a vacuum of space. A vacuum is just no, like, like a, a lack of air. <laughs> Dirt dust. So like a room. A Does that vacuum. ever happen to anybody? When you pound, there's a brief vacuum in the, whatever. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm not, let's, bro, I will get a fucking scientist in here. A scissoring scientist. <laughs> oh Dr. Scissor. I'm just horrified. <laughs> I don't have I will words. call up Bill Nye right now. Bill Nye the science guy. Call, call up <laughs> Mythbusters. I'd love to see that episode. Let's I'd do it. I'd love to see that episode. Vagina yeah. vacuum seals. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you NASA has done something about this. <laughs> the lowdown on love, sex, and your body. The reader writes in, sometimes I can hear my parents having sex. Ugh. It happens a lot. And when it does, I have a ma- I have major trouble falling asleep. What should I do? I'm always exhausted, and I have a hard time Jesus. coping with anything. Good for them. I'm so upset. <laughs> Good for their parents. Seriously, she's told like they're like going at it every night. I'm in a long term relationship, <laughs> and I won't tell you that I'm. I wouldn't be keeping my child up every night with my sexual activity. I I literally never even saw my parents kiss in the thirty something years they were married. So wow. I don't know about yeah. you guys, Ugh. but I never heard my parents have sex, and I would. I have a disgusting, it. disgusting thing to admit. I uh, I slept in my parents' bed into a like a uh, disturbingly late age, <laughs> but that uh, a just because I hated my bedroom and like I hated my brothers, I'd go in there and sometimes the bed was a little sweaty. Ew! 
I've come in terms of this really late in life, like gross. How about you guys? You got any parents banging? Oh, I feel this. No, no, no. Good for you. But that could be because I've blocked blocked it out. out. Yeah, that could be just because I like have deleted that you know memory from my mainframe. I was I was a a washroom and a linen closet away from my parents, so I definitely couldn't hear anything. Nice. Yeah, that's the setup is very important. Yeah, I think it's a lot of kids who. uh, Well, those parents first of all don't have any. You know, keep it down. If, yeah. It depends what your living situation's like. Have some respect. Get your kids some earplugs. Yeah. Those towels must have muffled some stuff. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Good How's that living cut loose in these days? Do you have some heirloom towels from when you were a kid? <laughs> you mean my dad's jizz rags? Yeah. Something, <laughs> no, sometimes something I go like home that. and I have like weird like towels that are like 30 years old. Those are like, the good towels. Don't touch them. Or like them. sheets. Like not, like not, we're not getting into parents' jizz sheets. I'm talking about like <laughs> sheets like that were like, why do you still have yeah. these? They're like sheets from like and you know what? Like house to house to house, they all smell the same. <laughs> yeah. They all have that old sheet smell. Yeah. Dad's jizz? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I use my work computer for a lot of girly mag stuff, and I'm always like, fuck, did I search? My dead siblings! <laughs> I'm like, did I search for that in incognito mode? Because I look up things like parents having sex, lost tampon and vagina, and I'm like always paranoid. You know how like the autofill thing mm-hmm. comes in? Or like yeah. I was doing a presentation at school the other day and I was like, fuck, what have I searched on here in the last week? <laughs> uh, but so anyways, I was looking up stuff of what like people hearing their parents have sex. One person wrote that they were traumatized as an adult and now can't have intimate relationships, which I found very strange. Calm because they, know. because know. they saw their parents having sex? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's something else going on there. Yeah. 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 Uh, oh, here's one. It from, depends what they were doing. Here's one from James. I was seven years old. Me? And still sleeping in bed with my mom. <laughs> it was Canada Day, clearly, James, which also happened. Did I write this? <laughs> to be my parents' anniversary, and I oh, woke boy. up excited to go to the parade. But I noticed my mom wasn't next to me, and I panicked, thinking she left me. Definitely, James. So I ran into my dad's room. Parents are sleeping apart, okay. Separate room. To tell that she was missing, and I encountered the vivid sight of my mom and dad doing acrobatics under the duvet, and I heard squishing sounds that I can never unhear. Ah, stirring the macaroni. <laughs> That's a thing on the deal with it. That's a thing on the internet. You know what? No, macaroni sounds is a thing. You are not allowed to fucking talk anymore. Also, that's on separate bedrooms. Their parents have a fuck room. Um, another person found their great grandparents going at it. Good for them. them. And then she screamed and turned around, smacked into a glass cabinet, and her great grandfather yelled, What? It's natural. (laughs) And my personal favorite, after I caught my parents having sex, they said it was just an angry nap. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That's good. I'm going to call them angry naps from now on. (laughs) Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Are we talking Bush? Bush X. Bush that was X. Glycerine. Everything Gavin, the cover star of this magazine. I was going to say I love uh, that line. Uh, it could have been easier on you. I couldn't change, but I wanted to. I didn't think it was that great, but like my entire life in failed relationships, that always kind of stuck with me. 
There's also fucking like a giant red flag for Gwen. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's funny because they said, why'd you start writing? As a child growing up with just my dad, I had the fear that if he'd split it, he'd split as well and there'd be no one. So I had this really bizarre thought when I was a kid that I didn't want to let him down. So in a weird way, I think writing is connected to that. I disliked uh, Gavin for years because he's from London compared to like the other bands of the time because he's from London, because... He like sounds like grunge by the numbers. Was ever criticized him because he went to private school, yeah. and then I found out he's like a he, he he's a divorced kid who lived with his dad. Yeah. As divorced kid who lived with their dad's club, <laughs> we're like uh, I'm down with you forever. You guys are kindred. So how he met Gwen Stefani, he was asked by his record label to help No Doubt. I was going to read that. Oh, sorry. No, good. Uh, to be an opener for Bush. You're better at reading. Uh, and he figured the record label had done so much, so I was like, okay, but he didn't want to. I didn't like No Doubt at all. I, that's the second time I've read Shots that. Shots fucking them. fire. Yeah. He's like, I met Gwen and I thought she was really cute. And I was like, good call. She's definitely the best thing about that about band. About that band. <laughs> yeah. He's like, just like taking, this is 1997. He's taking shots at the rest of No Doubt. Yeah. Okay. And they were together for years after this. Maybe yeah. it's a thing, maybe it's a jealousy thing because Tony Canal was in the band. In the March 2001 issue of YM, cover Gwen Stefani, which I'm looking at right now. I don't have yeah. like a mental library of <laughs> what was going on there. She does, she did mention that she wasn't attracted to him. When she first oh, met him, I call uh, bullshit. He looks like Jude Law. You know what? I don't. Find He's Jude a Law beautiful hot. man. I don't the, think he um, looks that much like Jude Law. Jude Law. He looks a bit like enough. A like little Jude bit. Law. He's, it's the English. He looks they like look Jude Law mixed with Orlando. He's gorgeous. <laughs> Gavin Rosdale and Jude Law share the same thing that I find hot in all guys, which is a mouth that looks. Like it could suck a cock or two. <laughs> uh, he has, he has oh my cock God. sucking mouth, man. Ju- have you ever seen, uh, remember um, the talented Mr. Ripley? Yeah. When Jude Law's in the bathtub, he's in his like oh. fucking oh, charmingest. He's so fucking charming and oh hot in that God. movie. And then he's like kind of toying with uh, with uh, Matt Damon's character, yeah. the talented Mr. Ripley. That's a great and, movie. Uh, and like he's kind of like toying with him, his sexuality kind of. Yeah. And it's so fucking hot that scene. It is so I gotta hot. Re-watch that I movie. fully rubbed one out. <laughs> movie. At least four or five times. You know it's the anti so rub one out when they're in the jazz club and you're like, do ba do Why am I singing they might be oh, giants? Oh god, I gotta watch that movie again. Holy they're all shit. of a sudden singing jazz, like I love jazz. <laughs> you like jazz? Uh this was before they well, they just started dating. Wait, sorry behind you. Is that the Hanson uh milk mustache or is that yeah, Michael Sarah? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. that is a Hanson milk mustache ad. Yeah, those got milk ads, which Did I Did anyone not think for a second? That looks like cum. <laughs> Absolutely, always. <laughs> Fully like that's new. Like these kids are like thicker years consistency old. than milk. Always. Yeah. Also, who's like chugging milk that fast yeah, that no, you're gonna get a milk mustache? In the 90s? Serial killers. Uh, yeah. yeah. Chug milk like Disgusting. motherfuckers. And they, now uh, white power people. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're fucking <laughs> yeah, crazy. They're Wait, this is real. The videos. Oh, yeah, that's the video a real. Oh, thing. it's like, like a thing with white power. Like neo Nazis now. Like they'll be on video like chugging milk. Oh my god. As like being like, hey, we can drink cow's milk that we get from cows like that's not unnatural as fuck fucking white people and serial killers and serial killers who are white which is most of them <laughs> just fucking pound seal test in a basement man like they just like 
pound that milk. Did I ever tell you about my friend that went on a date with a guy at a bar and she ordered like a rum and coke and he ordered a glass of milk? Get the fuck no. out. No. Get out. Run. Get out. No. Run. No. no. Call You're... the police. He is going to put you in his that basement full of jail cells. disgusting. What kind of bar has I know. milk? The bartender was like, you mean like coffee? Cr- like we only have coffee creamers. And he was like, that's fine. No. <laughs> don't, no. They have, don't they have... Bars can have milk because for isn't white that, Russians and stuff. Yeah, like vodka paralyzers or something like they that. They didn't have any at this bar because it was a dive bar, this and the milk would have been like eight years fucking ago. Terrifying. If I'm on a date with you and we go and you order a large glass of milk, I'm calling the fucking cops <laughs> <Yeah>. immediately. <laughs> running immediately. away, running away, calling the cops. I'm gonna take a photo of you and post it everywhere and like write. <laughs> Milk shame. Yeah, milk shame the fuck out of you because you probably have jails in your basement. What kind of boys was Callus bringing to the yard? (laughs) (laughs) Fucking serial killers, all of them. My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. I love All Saints. Yeah. I was just looking at a picture of Nicole Appleton, who was in All Saints. She was married to Liam Gallagher. Married to Larry Appleton. (laughs) He cheated on her and had a kid outside their marriage. Who were the women? There were two women down the hall from Jennifer and and Suzanne, I believe. She knows perfect strangers. The flight attendant. Sometimes the world's Nothing to be America or bust. The two flight attendants that lived down the hallway, that's code for lesbians, right? <laughs> they were fucking. Yeah, they're No, Jennifer and, uh, was Larry Appleton's girlfriend. I call They were way both out of way league. out of their league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So did you know league. that? Although Balky could fuck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he like did the dance of joy all over that. Thing. <laughs> I thought all saints were British, but she was born in I Hamilton, so Ontario. No. What? Yeah. No, that, that they're all Brits. Yeah. And she ended up fucking but, a Gallagher brother? Well, then she moved to, I guess she, she said she lived in Toronto, New York, and London, so. All those British boys are fucking hound Oh, dogs, my man. God. Uh, is she the one who produced that model son with the eyebrows? Yeah. Damn. No, no, that's Gene Gallagher. He had kids with someone else. That's, oh. not, the, that's not the hot son. Fucking hound dogs all Liam of them, man. Gallagher's son is really hot. He's oh, like yeah? 20. Mm. With the giant uh, unibrow. But it looks good Here, on I'll show him. you a picture yeah. of him. I, just pulled I up like this, good strong eyebrows. I just pulled up this picture of Nicole Appleton and James Thai. Oh, by the way, in. while I was talking <laughs> shit about uh, Gavin Rosdale, a big thing about the Liam brothers is because they're from working class stock. And uh, Gavin Rosdale was like, yeah, I worked <laughs> as a, a painter and I worked as like construction. Like he's like, yeah, yeah. I, he did his time as a yeah. as a blue collar. I've lad. been reading. I, I spent like an hour on the Wikipedia page about the Oasis brothers fights and all their petty We're stuff. Fucking Oasis. But my favorite thing was that <laughs> Liam kept calling his brother a potato. On Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> and then That's really angry. And then a fan showed up to his show with the potato peeler. And he was so <laughs> Wait, was it? Liam kept calling Noel a potato. Yeah. Right. He just kept responding to his tweets with a picture of potato and wrote, I think, he looks wait, like a potato. I always get confused. Liam is the, the lead sexy singer. One. Yeah. Yeah. And Noel is the, the, the potato. The, the guy who's <laughs> the best at all making all the music. Yeah. I find that like, oh, so Oasis had that like blue collar, like upbringing and Gavin Rossdale had that like private school. Yeah. Thing. Same thing. Why they disliked blur because blur went to art school and Oasis went right. to like, didn't go to school. Yeah. Mm. Gavin Rossdale looks like he cries during sex. 
<laughs> he looks like he gets fucking weepy. That turns me on. <laughs> it's just, he was so good. And then he's like, stop releasing music or he didn't know and cared. He just looks like he gets fucking mopey for no reason. Like He's he a moody. Just, mo- I wonder what yeah. his sign is. Are you into astrology? I am definitely not. Okay. <laughs> the, Gall- the, Gall- the Gallagher brothers look like they get mopey because of their giant hangover. <laughs> They're not yeah. quite the property brothers. No. Do the property brothers <laughs> is a weird third property brother I did an episode on, and oh. he's like, he like he used to be like goth. Oh my god, that's he's weird. just like the vent child. <laughs> you look so vent. put together, you could be like a real estate agent, which makes me uncomfortable Who? when you showed up. D. Jen. Oh, well, and it's like, <laughs> I, I, I see someone agent. who's like a similar age to me. When will I get to a point in my life where I don't feel like a high school teenager who was all of a sudden upgraded to the adults table at Thanksgiving? <laughs> <laughs> and it's weird because you said you're like, are really into punk when you were a kid? And I was yeah. like, I did not expect that. Because <laughs> you don't look like a, a real person. I used to dumpster dive too, yeah. which uh, I don't know, which... Which magazine was that in? It was Jane. Yeah, it, it was, was in Jane. Jane. And the article was called Girls Who Eat Trash. I'm like, yeah, I've, I've been there. I've and been the there. the photo was so great. It was literally just a girl's ass as she's leaning yeah. into a dumpster. Yep. Been Jen's there. in there. Yeah. Uh, speaking <sighs> of people who eat or don't eat, that was a bad segue into this fucking article. Um, so I've been waiting for the right moment to dive a little bit deeper into a particular issue that tends to turn me into like the old lady from the Simpsons that throws cats at people and <laughs> screams a lot. Um, so if you're a regular listener, you follow our Instagram, you know that while we love these magazines, we also give ourselves the space to be super critical of them as we should. And whenever the particular issue of diet culture comes up and we post about it, it always gets a ton of traffic. Um, it gets a lot of conversation going, a lot of people coming together to talk about their own stories and their own engagement with these magazines and like how they shape them and stuff. And so I wanted to dedicate a segment to this issue, and I think this particular issue is a great place to start. Usually in all of these magazines that we cover, there's like a real life section um, dedicated to like real life reader stories, things like, you know, my dad murdered my mom, or I was like a teenage meth head or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, relatable shit. (laughs) Relatable shit. The shit I wanted to read about but had to fake an interest in eyeliner in order to buy the magazine so that I could Mm -hmm. read all the gory shit. So in this issue, we have a young woman who wrote in to tell her story about living with and surviving an eating disorder, and it's called I Almost Starved Myself to Death. Is this that woman? <laughs> it's fucking Jared Leto, <laughs> asshole. I printed it out by accident. Good, good joke, though. <laughs> um, now, I don't actually want to discuss this particular article. Um, I don't, I'm not qualified enough to talk about actual eating disorders with any kind of confidence. And I, you know, outside of hoping that this young woman is okay now, like, I don't want to necessarily yeah. discuss it. What I do want to discuss is this article in relation to another article which was a photo fashion spread called Go Figure that happens literally not even 10 pages later. And the tagline is, your bod's not perfect, well ours aren't either, but it's no big deal to look majorly cool. We took four body bummers and turned them into fashion assets. You can too, here's how. And then they take you through four different body types, and I use different loosely because they aren't very different from each other. Um, And it teaches you how to hide four particular problems. Number one, big tits. Number two, big problem. Oh my God. Yeah. One, number one, number one problem, big tits. And they tell you how to dress with big tits. Such problems. Number two, 
being big and curvy and they used a size 14 model which i'm calling bullshit on the size 14 but yeah. i don't probably even like a size she's probably like eight. she's probably like six one yeah she was like six one and like it, she was maybe i don't know I, I don't think she looks like a size 14 but i don't even want to necessarily yeah. get into that either of like what her actual size was um the third body type was sort of hippie and the fourth body's type is, like, skinny all over. Mm-hmm. And this, like, the cognitive dissonance that it takes to have a photo fashion spread like this where they tell you to how to hide all of your flaws yeah. literally nine pages after a fucking article about anorexia yeah. is insane to yeah, me. The other thing with this article, too, it's, like, ten signs you may be anorexic. And the things they say... You zone in on your flab. You still feel like the Goodyear blimp. Like, who came up with this shit? It's Don't right. say that stuff to yeah, sucks. That you and can. also, yeah. teenagers have weird bodies. Like, yeah. they got, like, fat in weird places. Like, it's, like... Yeah. You change your body... Morphing into an adult. I yeah. mean, there's a huge difference between telling someone to get thin, which is toxic, between, like, you should be healthy... Yeah, active. but these magazines weren't because there was no. it. They changed a little bit more, and I told I think we've talked. No about No one this should before. tell anyone to get thin ever. Yeah. Well, no, especially right. when you're a teenager and you're already changing so much as it is. But look, right there. Yeah. Right in the in, back of that magazine. In, in the back ad of the October 1997 issue of YM, in the the back page ad, it's how you can have thinner, firmer legs and hips, a smaller, tighter waist, and a prettier, shapelier bust, all in two weeks or your money back. And then there's a mail away yeah. thing. To Johnson and Collins research. Yeah, and yeah. there was it's these magazines um, in the back. They, it wasn't until 2003 that they banned them, but they had those oh, camps. Like yeah. they would have camps for it says girls ages seven to like eighteen. Oh my! God. Like seven like years a old. Fat to, camp? Yeah, to oh. send to people fat to go. Yeah, to go and diet and go to oh, uh, like God. these camps. And I actually posted something about them on our Instagram and it got a lot of traction people talking about how these magazines like created a distorted sense and I'm happy now that you are seeing a lot more diversity in body types and uh you know women and people of color and different you know just different body types but when when we were growing up these magazines mm. were like all white you have Gwen Stefani on the front saying yeah. she's fat yeah and I don't even necessarily want to get into people who think they're fat when they're when they're t- when they're basically not because that's also like like an offshoot of diet culture is making people feel badly about themselves when you know we look at them and say like oh you don't have anything to complain about and that like all it does is feed infighting so I don't even necessarily want to go down that road but the way that they just the way that these magazines were put together where you have kind of like this torture porn article about like eating disorders but then and but then you have people writing in like to the ask anything being like having you know super real questions of like I feel like I'm the ugliest person in the world and blah 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 and then you have this advice it's just like be yourself but then like three minutes later you're reading an article about how to hide your fucking stomach and not only that the other big problem I have with this photo spread let's go figure photo spread is all the clothes save for like one or two pieces are fucking butt ugly (laughs) all ugly fucking clothes and this quote-unquote big and curvy girl their fashion advice is just cover yourself up drape yourself and bolts of fucking fabric and make sure it's all one color invest in a burka preferably black (laughs) exactly Exactly. but they're just they're literally their fashion advice to fat people is just cover yourself up which i mean i i would have read as Cover yourself up. No one wants to fucking look right. at you. Yeah. Right. I remember reading Lindy West's shrill a couple of years ago. And 
she had this one this one line i'm going to paraphrase because i don't have it in front of me but it was this one thing that really resonated with me which is you cannot take care of something that you've been taught to hate and so when you have these articles that like, you know, you have these fitness articles or you have these like, you know, how do I lose weight articles or how do I cover up all my problem area articles? And then you try and tell them like you try to health troll them at the same time. Yeah, yeah I guess I can make space for people being like, but we just want you to be healthy. But also, that's a fuck fucking you. lie. It's, it's a mm-hmm. fucking lie. You don't care if these people live or die. No, <laughs> like you're like people being like they, they put spreads on people who are overweight or, or sorry, I, that's a terrible term. Uh, people who are heavier as being like, I love my body, and these right wing trolls will be yeah, like, Oh, so you want to die mm-hmm. of fucking health complications? Yeah. You know, obesity. It's like yeah, you don't care it. if they live or die. Actually, I'm gonna disagree with you there. I think they care if you die. Yeah. They like, well, or they, they don't. They, they want you to die. Yeah. They that's the whole function of diet culture mm-hmm. is that all they want you to do is fucking die, and they don't care how you do it, whether it's losing weight or killing yourself because you're depressed, or it's dying of but, like fucking diabetes. Right wing trolls will be like, oh, it's okay to love your body if you're morbidly obese. Yeah. Well, we talk shit to people who smoke cigarettes, and we tell them not to smoke. Why do these people be morbidly obese and love their bodies? <laughs> like. Do we really talk shit on people who smoke cigarettes that much? Yeah, no. I know. I, wait, when I posted that article because it was like curvy chick or whatever, and the curvy girl was literally like 120 pounds, maybe, and that was like representative. So it's like, yeah. oh, okay, if my body types not like this, then what am I, right? Like, do I need to go to big and tall or whatever? And uh, all, there were one of those people. There was, a, and most of them, most of them were fucking young, skinny girls. I'm like, shut yeah. the fuck up. You're like yeah. 17 years old. Also, you can't fucking tell a person's health by by just looking. Exactly. At them. You can't people have different tell. body types based on genetics, based on diet, based on you know whatever. I've always been a person. Even when I exercise and eat really healthy, I'm just at a yeah. certain weight. My I could be like 150 that. pounds going to the gym every single day, but every weekend I do cocaine and fucking drink. Yeah. And then my six-pack won't save me from fucking cardiovascular disease. Exactly. You know, one of the reasons why I stopped reading these magazines was like that one article that I got really excited about. It was a YM article, or maybe it was 17, I can't remember. But it was... I got so excited because I saw on the front of the on the front of the cover was an article about like how to find the best swimsuit for you. Yeah. And I got swimsuits for everybody or some bullshit. Swimsuits for everybody. And so I got really excited and I bought it without looking at the article because I was like, oh, finally, I'm going to be able to like dress in something other than like fucking boxer shorts and a Tasmanian devil (laughs) t-shirt. So 90s. That sounds pretty hot. (laughs) People would pay top dollar for that now. That's like a fetish. Yeah. I would wear it now for sure. Definitely. But um, but it, I got really excited because I was like always around like, you know, all of my friends or yeah. most of my friends would wear like, you know, bikinis or mm-hmm. like actual bathing suits they could fit into. And so I took the article, I took the, the magazine home and I remember like flipping to the article and it was just like my body wasn't there. Yeah. None mm-hmm. of those people were, none yeah. of those people were fat. They also took, it, they never took into account of anybody that would have thick thighs, big butts. Yeah. If you're a person of color, if you have different like, aesthetics based on your on your genetics yeah. basically mm-hmm. so it was all just like skinny white girls yeah. and their version of curvy and which is we all thought they this is empowering 
I think Tina Fey said it when uh, when uh, Beyonce came out with like her thick thighs, like that's sexy. And now we promote an insane body image of where you have to be thick and thin at the yeah. same yeah. time, which is ten times worse. They had one one of the the, the sort of hippie uh, woman was a size nine. She's a black woman, black. And they say, we drew it. So they say, styling, styling solution number one. We drew attention away from Renee's bottom line by focusing on her shapely, sexy arms. <laughs> and it's like, what the okay, fuck? Okay, Michelle dude? Obama. Like, her oh giant butt is not sexy. Exactly. Shame. Shame. That's the other thing is that body type. Like this now, if this was a magazine now and they were, were in the same thing, they'd be like, draw attention to Flaunted. her butt. Yeah. Like, so body Absolutely. image, eyebrows, everything. Like beauty standards change every Definitely. fucking 10 years. So yeah. it's like... uh like in the 90s you watch old friends episodes or something and they'll be like oh my butt's so big yeah. like now it's like like eat that's what dick. people want <laughs> so <laughs> I, fuck diet culture yeah fuck this it's gonna change in two years and then the perfect body that you've worked so hard for is gonna be out of fashion because mm-hmm. that's the way it goes it's a it's a consumer me- just fuck, mechanism fuck the idea of a perfect body though like yeah. it's just so fucking toxic like yep. I, ugh, I can't do what makes it. you feel live good your life live your and- life you know, if you want to eat the fucking donut, man. Hell yeah, yeah. hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Or don't. Or don't. No, but I don't but give eat a it. fuck. <laughs> but eat the donut. But eat yeah. the donut, though. Mmm, <laughs> donuts. Are you a Barbie girl? Are uh, you a bimbo? That's what we're on. We're gonna find out if Jen is a. What other words for bimbo? Valley girl, dits, dits yeah. lutz, kind of ditzy. Those are like very nineties. Yeah, terms. valley remember, girl was a big one. I remember bimbo being like related to like slutty as well. Yeah, like, it I think, was, yeah. Are uh, you a sexually attractive woman who's also stupid? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bimbo yeah. was like a lot of cleavage, trendy haircut. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> didn't pay for anything. Yeah, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My girl knows what's up. Anyway, you can spot them. Fab faces, hot bods, no brains. But haven't we all acted like complete dingbats at least once before shredding that next clueless wonder to bits? See where you rate on the mental muscle meter. Mental muscle meter. What the fuck? (laughs) All right. Question numero uno. A popular hottie with a killer grin offers you a private tour of his bedroom. You say, ew, get real slime ball. Why wouldn't I go to his bedroom? Because he's being a creep. Sorry, dude. I'm not into decorating. Or can I see your teddy bear, too? Listen, I'm married now. But if I weren't... <laughs> oh, congratulations. I'd be all, thank you. I'd be all about that teddy bear. Right. See, you already marked it. <laughs> yeah. Which of the following games requires the most concentration? Chess, soccer, or spin the bottle? Obviously chess. <laughs> Let's not be silly. <laughs> Soccer is probably up there too. <laughs> Are uh, you a midfielder? Are you really, <laughs> you really threading the lines? A 1.0 grade point average, James, is a huge disgrace. Rude. <laughs> <laughs> a major bummer or a mega improvement. Time to do a victory tour at the mall. Listen, I'm Asian, but I didn't, <laughs> I didn't get the math genes. Okay, so in high school, I was demoted from regular math class to Radio like, me too. Uh, yeah, 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 and it was legit like an, uh, like that movie. Uh, Dangerous Minds <laughs> with all the students just like disrespecting Michelle Pfeiffer. So a 1.0 grade point average is pretty good. Hopefully a white woman reached you and like got you to... No, we, we bullied the fuck out of 
Her name was like Miss Grujasic or something, but no one could pronounce her name, so we just called her Miss Gloostick. It was bad. It was bad. <laughs> she was just a white woman out here in the inner city trying to reach these kids. <laughs> that was like my math teacher. Oh, she had. She was also our French teacher, and she was such a bitch. I was bad at math and French, so it was a double whammy of her. And my what if I guys teach you math through the streets? Like, I got, like, one ounce of cocaine, and I got to <laughs> flip it from the streets. Anyways, my teacher, I remember one time, we're like, why are your cheeks so red? And she's like, I have rosacea. Aww. <laughs> I'm like, Rosacea. Miss Etienne. <laughs> okay, so huge disgrace, a bummer, or a mega improvement? Mega improvement. I All mean, right. fuck, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> what was the question? 1.0 grade point average. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, the last book you read was a Shakespearean tragedy, a steamy Jackie Collins paperback, or in grade school? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I guess... Uh, I guess in grade school. I mean, like, not actually, but yeah. I haven't read a book in a long time. Okay. There we go. Jen is a bimbo. Don't need a bimbo. Ah, yeah. 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 Your entire wardrobe revolves... See these reads I've had. Uh, your entire wardrobe revolves around your black cardigan, <laughs> white tiny tee, or hot pink tube top. What? Ooh. You know what? Uh, I would like a black cardigan over a white tiny tee. Is that... <laughs> yeah, okay. that's cute. We'll, so we'll, pick, we'll, we'll choose... Um, we'll do the white tiny... But I, yeah, yeah. I lean more towards the white tiny tee. Okay. See, this is definitely, like, weirdly slut-shamey. Yeah, I know it is, right? Mm -hmm. Who's your one true actress idol? Claire Danes, Jennifer Aniston, or RuPaul? Like RuPaul? That's an option. Yeah. Which one makes you a bimbo? None of the above, <laughs> Those actually. Those sound but, awesome. I know, right? But RuPaul, just because I hate the other two broads. <laughs> so. Wow. <laughs> What's your biggest hair care worry? Your styling goop might damage the environment. Your favorite gel might be giving you buildup. You've been told with all the crap you've done to your do, it's now a major fire hazard. What? What's I, the first one? Your goop might be damaging the environment. I guess that one. Okay. Yeah. You wear a lot of goop in here, a lot of, lot of, lot of, I, I, lot of dep. I, I, I didn't use dep or dippity do, uh, <laughs> but I will. I, I once I found out that any product with those microscopic like cleansing oh, beads, yeah. I swear to I God, yeah. dippity do. If you grew up in the nineties, would just show up in your house. You don't yeah. know where yeah. it came from. I also, know. dep. There was always, yeah. always hairstyling gel. You're a teenager yeah, now. My house with oh my yeah, mom loved hairspray. I had when I discovered like the the line of dippity do or dep maybe that had glitter in it. Oh Holy yeah, fuck. game changer. I my head was a fucking disco ball for like. <laughs> years. And there's so much scalp involved. It's I gross. Know. Your dream dude is a guy who's bright, sensitive, well-read, and supportive. Broad-shouldered, confident, and funny. Really, really tan. Um, shout out. Uh, might you introduce my husband? <laughs> <laughs> Replace broad shouldered with thick thighs. Thick thighs. Mm. Oh, does your husband it. have gigantic oh, thighs? He does. I like to call them, uh, they look like cartoon roast hams. Like, walk around my house. Yeah. I like to call them his jambon, you know, because he's Quebecois. Got it. Oh, nice. <laughs> Yikes. There's a loud noise coming from your car engine. You A, pull over, pop the hood, and try to fix the problem. B, stop off at the nearest service station and flash your cutest smile at the mechanic. C, crank up those funky radio tunes. <laughs> Stopping on the side of the road to pop the trunk is how those milk-drinking fucking serial killers get you. It's true. Don't do it. Also, they always showed a hot mechanic. Every mechanic I've ever seen looks like Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> 
I had a grandma who had like she was starting to get Alzheimer's and she when we were driving one time and the car started making sounds and she got out of the car and just opened the hood and started beating it with her cane and got back in the car and just kept driving. But, but it, it worked. worked. It worked. I yep. That. Yep. I that. Also, you mentioned that how like all of the mechanics, there's like a mechanic kink, like yeah. real hot mechanics. Oh my God. And there's no you, Angelina Jolie like, no, out there. All of the mechanics I, I know, like look like Danny DeVito. Oh my God. And whole if life. you added like a little bit of height to Danny DeVito, <laughs> I'd fuck him. <laughs> like, like these like light blue jeans and like a white shirt. Like tucked in, being like with a red, a red bandana in the back pocket, being like, "Fucking look at your car right now." Love it. No, if you if you look like Bruce Springsteen on the cover of that album, and you're gonna fix my car, I will fuck you. I think there's a a Coca Cola ad of like Cindy Crawford, Joey from Friends. He's wearing a white t-shirt and he's like, are you doing? Okay. So what would you do? Try and fix it. Stop off for the hot mechanic or crank up those funky radio tunes. You know what? I got some skills. I would try to fix it. Independent lady. Mm -hmm. All right. Your future is riding on your intense drive, mega creativity and sharp wit, your bubbly personality, nonstop energy and ability to make friends fast or see your state's lottery. Well, listen, I'm vegan and I'm pretty sure I'm low in B12. So I definitely don't have a lot of energy and uh, I can't win the lotto if I don't play it. So I guess the first one, <laughs> I right. guess, yeah, by default, uh... does that count? All right. You rank on the bimbo meter. Da bombshell, kind of dingy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Cinderella, listen up. That head on your shoulders isn't there just to showcase your trendy hairdo. You've got so much more going on than beauty and charm, so use it. How and dare you, this magazine? that you're well-rounded, and that doesn't refer to your great curves. Okay! What? <laughs> Is there, what's the best case scenario for this quiz? Uh, the bomb. Or should we call you Dr. Girl? Think before you talk and look before you walk. Yep, your mental muscles get lots of exercise. For uh, a real challenge, adopt a ditz and help her get a clue. What? No. <laughs> Eat my dick. In your, in your uh, defense, you the, the bomb, that one that I just read is zero to nine. 10 to 14 is the bombshell. And then like mega ditz is 15 to 20. So you're kind of riding on the line. Riding the line. You're on the yeah. line. <laughs> you're bimbo rising. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's a bimbo on the rising. What was that song? No effects. Uh, from their November '97 album, which is pretty close. Hey, no effects, no Fox. They uh, yeah, yeah. Disney got rid of 20th Century. Fox is gone now. It's just 20th Century. Okay, that was stupid. Dude, it's <laughs> real. Um, yeah. So thank you so much for joining us. Oh, Jen. my pleasure. Yeah. I had a great time. Um, of course, you know us already. If you don't, follow us on Instagram, girly.mags, Twitter, girly underscore mag. <laughs> we have a Patreon. Patreon? Patreon? Pa- I say Patreon, but Patreon, whatever. Patreon, tomato, tomato. We throw some, <laughs> we throw some uh, extra episodes up there or extra segments, magazine scans, the like. So check us out. Also, or just give us money. Yeah, oh, so you can do that too if you want. It's Patreon because you're a patron, not a patron. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Jen, tell us all about your lovely projects you have coming. I do Instagram. Please follow me. I have no followers. Uh, <laughs> Jen with one N, Sakato, J-E-N-S-A-K-A-T-O. Uh, you know, sometimes I do the stories. Oh, I do yeah. Instagram stories, cool. right? But any of my shows, um, I post them up there, and uh, I do host a show every week at the Corner Comedy Club at Queen & John in downtown Toronto, so come check it out. Uh, Thursday is two shows, 8 p.m. and 10 p.m., and I host it with my husband, who's also a stand-up comedian. Amazing. Oh. I want to come out. and see yeah. Yeah. Come by anytime. anytime. Sounds awesome. Guest. Thank you guys for joining us for another episode. We're so happy to be back, and yep. we will see you next time. Happy New and you whispered to those in pain Now you belong to heaven And the stars spell out your name